teachers, I'm Carly Walton, and this is the Teach Music Online podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. I am doing an interview today with Eric, who is a co-founder of Fonz, which is a business management tool and payment transaction software that is such an incredible tool for music teachers, whether they're online or not online. And I had to get Eric in an interview because he just has some amazing tips and amazing insight into how Fonz can help teachers manage their business. How's it going, Eric? Hi there, Carly. I'm so glad to be here with you. It's going awesome. Thanks. Tell us, tell the teachers where you're located, where Fonz is based out of. Uh, we're in Seattle, Washington. So we are have come in, we're founded and built here. Yes. And how are things going with your studio right now? <laughs> I am, a, you know, I'm a third generation music teacher. I love teaching. Uh, and so although I don't quite have the time for it, I'm still teaching 20 to 25 students every week. So when COVID all happened, a lot of my students found themselves out of school and suddenly they were the kids that were practicing like 10 minutes a, a day, went up to practicing two hours a day. So my, and they were like, can I get two lessons a week? And I can't say no, cause they're great kids and I should say no, but that's a, that's a soft spot. So my <laughs> studio is really busy. Uh, so I'm at the point right now where I'm kind of uh, trying to pare it down a little bit to get a little bit more balance in life between running a tech startup and teaching a bunch of students and trying to raise a family the best I can. That's all home right now. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, all in one place. I think a lot of teachers can relate. So many of the teachers I work with, they a lot of them had a studio that they rented space from, or they worked at a school, and now they found themselves suddenly home in their home studios. <laughs> You know what, Carly, I have avoided and I had somewhat of a stigma against online teaching until the COVID thing happened. And I too, I, I have two studios and that I was managing in Seattle to service different parts. And I, we, my son happened to get the flu like a week before COVID happened. So I just was like, I'm just going to try online lessons. Hated it for like three weeks. And I was like, but, and then COVID happened. And then suddenly I loved it. And then I got my legs on, got my gear together, kind of read what people like you were doing. And then I was like, you know, a month and a half into it, I'm like, I'm not going back. Like, I'll still do jams when this is over, but you realize really? the efficacy of this platform. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I am so grateful to just, I'm, this is a studio. It's a, I have a little house behind my house that's my studio, like, that a lot of us have. And moving here and being able to teach and being close to my family and my students are doing great, if not better. And the mentality towards online lessons has changed. You know, like parents yeah. are now, it's the standard where they used to be like, no way. Now they're like, of course. Right. And, um, you know, I was, I tell a lot of people this, you know, when, when we were first starting we're figuring zoom out or whatever, and it took two minutes to get online. I was like, you used to drive 45 minutes to come <laughs> see me in traffic in Seattle. And I just took two minutes to get online to this awesome experience. You're like net saving 88 minutes of time, right? Cause you had to drive here and drive back. Yeah. And the parents get that now they're now they're holding on to it, so it's a it's a I love really interesting that. journey. Yeah, I I think it's incredible to watch the transition that parents have gone through from not parents sorry teachers have gone through from the same mentality of I don't think I'll ever teach online maybe for a makeup lesson maybe if I have to go on tour or travel but likely I won't and I have heard your story 
a dozen, two dozen, three dozen times from teachers who go, there are so many benefits that they just didn't realize. And it really is this blessing in disguise for a lot of teachers who are now able to move, able to travel, they're saving a ton of money, not renting space, and they can market their studio to students outside of their community. It's just really amazing. Yeah, it's it's a big win for everybody that no one expected. And the shift wouldn't have occurred if we didn't have an event like this, right? Yeah. If people would still There's be stuck no in that old mentality. Uh, you know, I'm, I follow my son around with a phone while he to study with his basketball coach because we're desperate to have our kids as a parent. <laughs> I want my kids to be doing things and have things on the calendar. Uh, you know, my, my son just, uh, he's in third grade. He just won an international capoeira competition online this weekend in Brazil. And it was, you know, um, it was amazing. And I was like, wow, this so would not fun. have happened before that he would not have had that <laughs> ability. So it's a, it's a good time to do what we're doing for sure. Yes. With all the chaos in the world, we're still finding the good, I guess, the good things for, for our profession. So something unique about you and I both was we both had these platforms basically ready for teachers when I guess the whole, when COVID-19 happened. And for me, it was a course for online teachers. And for you, it's this amazing tool that allows teachers to process all of their payments, but not just that, there's so much more that funds can do for teachers. So I'd, I'd love to have a conversation about this. Can you first just start by telling me what inspired funds? Obviously it's not an easy thing to build. <laughs> Developing a platform takes a lot of work, a lot of investment money. So what inspired you to, to jump in? Uh, it's a great question. You know, I was, um, I would, I, I, I was feeling very uh, successful in my music school. And I loved what I was doing. I was raising my family, buying a house, do all the, you know, having a reliable income. But I was at that point where I'd been doing it for like 20 years. And I was looking for just change. And, you know, the biggest hassle of owning our studio is that the business side of it, my wife is an actor and we run the school together. It take her eight, 10, sometimes 12 hours a week to do a great job. You know, we are a high end studio. Um, we service affluent clients that expect really great service and we're in Seattle. They want, they want frictionless experience. And, you know, Allison was working at least 10 hours a week on the school and that was what was pushing us away from it. So we, um, were piecing together six or seven softwares and I was looking for something else in the universe. And I was like, man, maybe I'll go get that MBA I was talking about. And I hooked up with somebody you know, as soon, um, when it's that great axiom, you know, if you want something to change, you just got to ask for it and keep your eyes open. And I got connected with a, he's a household name in Silicon Valley. Um, I'm a, he's our co-founder. His name's Jared Ray. Um, and he has done massive companies. He's one of those people that like didn't go to college because Microsoft hired him when he was 17 and he was from a small town in Idaho. And he was one of the leading people in the world in cloud computing, right? And built a couple very successful companies, became an executive at CenturyLink. He was looking for his next big thing to do and um, as an investor VC and uh, he was like, hey, you know, this, you spent a lot of time on this. Maybe there's a way that we can simplify this and automate a lot of it. And I was like, man, that sounds really cool. So, you know, he basically sits me down in a room of like engineers um, and I think I know everything about it because I've been doing it forever. I'm running a six figure studio. I think I'm the person to talk to about this designers, engineers, and they followed me around for like a month. And uh, then we interviewed, and then he's like, and also you need to interview at least like 500 to a thousand personal trainers, Pilates coaches, tutors, people that do similar things to see what they have to say. And I realized I didn't know anything. 
You know, I was doing that kind of old school methodology that I, that my piano teacher had done when I was growing up. Uh, so that began the process that we realized, wow, there, this is a solution that needs to be solved and modernized. Uh, and I learned everything from him, you know, so which was, you know, he was the one that helped us put together a, a team of all engineers based in the States uh, and really a world-class design team. And, and I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of is learning how to build a technology company um, and, and, and build it with, with leadership that he had. Uh, so I'm really, really grateful to that experience. That, that's kind of the origin story though. I was our first customer. That is, oh, so cool. I didn't know that they like followed you around and kind of were studying, you know, your process and, and how to kind of create a solution for that. That's amazing. And I love the word that you used, modernize. I, I'm familiar with a lot of the tools, almost all of them for music teachers. And there's, they are becoming more modern, but there's also a lot of steps in, in invoicing and scheduling and um, communicating back and forth with people that to just take teachers a lot of time. So why don't you tell us in a nutshell, what does Fonz, what does your software do for teachers? Yeah, so Fonz core focus is business, right? So everybody we talk to all has the same problem. They want, they love what they do. They wanna have a great life. They wanna make a good living. And so Fonz hyper focuses on the business side of it. The things we're not comfortable with saying, hey, did you remember your check? Um, I thought I canceled on time last month. Why are you billing me for that? There are these, all those awkward conversations that we listed all those and create an algorithm around them, right? Which was, you know, it's really difficult to remind people to pay you, um, you know, decline credit cards, whatever. Uh, the old school model of invoicing, which I had done forever, my goal for Fonz was simply to automatically generate invoices, send them out and allow them to click a button and pay kind of like PayPal. And Jared's like, dude, this is terrible. Like the first thing we're going to do is we have to eliminate <laughs> invoicing altogether because music teachers have a very special relationship with their clients, right? There's very few types of business where you repeatedly see somebody, you have massive amounts of trust. I mean, like this conversation, like we are, anybody that teaches music knows the families that they're teaching, right? It is a very unique relationship. You can remove all the friction, right? You can remove and just say, hey, I'm gonna teach your kid. It's, you know, and there are three prevalent billing models that can eliminate invoicing, right? Um, and we, we can talk about those in a second. We automated all three of those. Scrapped that old idea of, of building invoices, remembering how many you had last month. If you look at the math of it, that's where all the time goes, right? So by automating those payments, simplifying agreements, and that's what we're still working on every day and is removing friction, making it super easy to do business. So when you sit down, you know, I used to, my lessons used to be an hour long, now they're 45 minutes, right? Cause it's, I'm never saying, did you remember a check? I'm never thinking in the back of my mind, oh my gosh, I know your mom didn't pay me for lessons yet this month. I just <laughs> got straight to it. Uh, and the people that win the most are our customers, right? Cause I'm a parent now too. I don't, I, my kids have like three or four providers I'm paying at all times. I don't want, have time to think about it, I'm busy. Right. So to make this simple for them, to make this frictionless for them is actually the second you know, side of our focus. So the, the payments is huge. And the the key to making that work is factoring in the scheduling. Right. It's a recurring. The, the way to make a living is to have people come every week. The way to make a living is to offer group classes. The way to make a living is to have workshops in the summer. Like every, every avenue and channel we can find that can maximize what, how a teacher can generate revenue and do a great job for their clients, 
we focus on automating that, right? And so that's kind of, um, we could talk more about, I think the billing would be really interesting to talk about, but those are the, the two main things um, that Fonz does is just create a, you know, as running a studio in as little time as possible. What I'm hearing too is really empowering teachers to offer those things. You know, sometimes, well, before I went online, I always had all these ideas, group classes. I could do a summer class for moms, for piano moms, and do a six-week class, a group class, or I could start teaching online to students in other places. And one of the obstacles that always comes up is, well, they're, how, do I, how do I get them to pay consistently, like you said, this recurring revenue that's so important and teachers are so reliant on it. And it really is such a stress. I know prior to using funds, I would say, you know, there's this fee every day if you are late, but I would be the one calculating that fee. And it doesn't feel so great to be like, oh, hey, you paid a week late, you owe $40. And I, I think I wouldn't even do it because I'm the one having to do it versus kind of having this, this middleman who does it for me. So you mentioned billing. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how billing works? Because I think that is one of the huge pain points for teachers. Got it. Sure. Well, you know, the, the way the billing model works is that every client has in their account, once they've entered their payment information once, Right, and we make that very simple. They can do that via booking their first appointment. They can enter it when they're paying for that, or when they're buying a package of appointments, or start. The, or the teacher can enter it for them. We make that super simple. Once they're in and that agreement's made, then all they have to do in the future is either click confirm to pay, or it's auto paid. So, the three models that we use for billing, um, and a fourth that we have as kind of a backup. Uh, one is the David Cutler model, right? And I'm sure you're familiar with him. Uh, he wrote the Savvy Music Teacher, good friend, which is a recurring monthly subscription, right? Or whatever the time is. It's a flat rate to join your studio. That's awesome. It's really simple. Creates a simple agreement between you and a customer. Um, they enter their payment once. Once they're in, they can schedule whatever it is you do. Uh, the one that I use is kind of what I call the Uber model, which is I charge a higher rate per appointment um, and after every confirmed appointment, their card gets billed, right? And I love this because I charge a higher rate per appointment. And if I charge that over the course of a month, it would show up as a bigger line item on their um, billing. Um, it makes it more doable, but I also, I have to travel. I have to cancel sometimes because I'm doing bonds things. I need that mm -hmm. level of flexibility. So performers, uh, people that are, you know, um, university professors that are doing kind of one-offs or symphony artists that are doing one-offs. It's a really great solution for them. Again, eliminates invoicing. Uh, the third one is we were actually inspired by personal trainers and this guy, Tim Gwilly, who does, he, he was doing this thing called Music Money Formula. I don't know if you ran across his thing, mm -mm. but at the core of his, um, he, he had a big music school in California. Had this, he had a great program for you know automating this stuff. Uh, and we kind of built this based a lot on his ideas, which is in personal trainers do this a ton, which is prepaid packages. You pay mm -hmm. for a, four appointments up front, and after those four lessons are over, your card automatically just gets redinged, you know? And so this is really cool for people that are motivated to like have their clients come to extra appointments or come to group classes. And whenever they show up, it just pulls an appointment out of their package. And when it's over, it can automatically recur. So again, no invoicing. Um, the fourth one, which we have as kind of a catch-all is we've built in kind of a Venmo one style payment or one-time payment, right? If I'm taking kids on a big summer camp, um, I, I need to charge you $1,000 for something or uh, need to get caught up for supplies. 
I can just enter a request in, you get an email, you just click a button and the payment goes through, right? So it's pretty cool. Kind of covers wow. most, most of the basis. I love it. I, I love that you have different options for teachers and in hearing, you know, the method you use, which is the Uber method where you're charging based off of when they schedule. I think that's so great because I think that might be something I'd like to do right now because I don't have a huge studio, but I have a lot of people that say, hey, can I do one lesson with you or two lessons with you this month just to refresh something or they're working on an accompaniment for something and they just need one lesson. Um, that would be a really, really cool tool for me. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, I love it. You know, I, and, and for recurring people, I put them in a slot, they come every week. And I know it, it's against convention from what a lot of music teachers do, especially, but having done it over time, you know, I mean, I think that there's one thing that I would encourage people in our, in our real mission as a company is to elevate this genre of like music teachers should make at least as much as a car mechanic. Right. Or, I mean, we, have, we need to pay ourselves because we're doing really amazing work and we're keeping children and humans on a, on a correct path of existence right now, which is awesome. Um, and our clients want to pay us. Uh, and doing this, uh, when I look over time, the, the, the shift that I think is focusing deeply on our clients' experience. Like I have changed where I charge more now, but I try to provide a better customer experience. Like I'm, I, I see so many music teachers get angry in the forums being like, I can't believe how they disrespected me. It's like, they're paying you 20 bucks an hour. Like, what do you, what do you really expect? You know, I, um, or, um, you know, I can't believe they canceled last minute. You know, my clients, I try to just go out of my way to be cool to them. So they want to show up. Right. And this model encourages me doing that. And over time, I've just really, I've really fallen in love with it. You know, for one-offs, it's great too. Cause you can have people go to your public booking link book that appointment, it's automatically billable. Um, and I should, I should probably mention, this is, this is actually really important, is that Fonz has a secret, not so secret feature called Fonz Verified, right? And this is, this is based on the relationships we have our customers. Once we know a provider, once we've worked with them, once they've done some business, um, we know they're trustworthy. We have a feature we turn on that basically gives them an ability to bill their clients without their clients having to do anything. And this is super powerful, right? That means I could be talking to you on the phone oh. and say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and run your card on file. Although we don't, wow. so, and it's important to talk about the security element of Fonz, which is that Fonz doesn't keep any information, right? It's, we, it's an enterprise version of Stripe. Um, once the client or you enter that payment information, it's not seen by anyone again, it's just a token, right? But we've found that it's really helpful to say, I'm going to go ahead and set up your lesson and confirm it right? I can, I can do everything for my customer from my end to where they don't have to do anything because that's what a great business owner does, right? And to me, that is a feature that I think is almost maybe the most powerful for our, um, the customers that we have that are really doing big businesses and providing great service. Um, and it's an interesting one to explore. Wow. Yeah. I want to look into that some more. That's really cool. I hadn't heard of Fonz Verified. So just to clarify, the the teacher or the owner, they have to get the client they're working with verified or is it the teacher that gets verified? Every studio will get verified. Once the studio okay. or the school or the teacher is verified, they basically have that level of trust, right? Which, you know, ostensibly they could do that in a, in a lot of platforms, but if they're piecing it together, but this does it in a way that's very like above board and open and, you know, allows a cohesive 
um, connection between you and the customer to where, because they don't want to do anything. You know, the better your, the busier your customers are, the more you want to do for them. And that ends up saving you time in the end. If I can plug a customer in my calendar and know they're going to show up 40 times a week or 40 times a year, and I only have to set them up once. And if their card declines, the system sends them a really nice email. I don't even know. It's like, hey, Carly, your card declined. Please just click here to to re-up it. That's, you know, aside from receipts, that's the only interaction they need to have with the system, which is really cool. Wow, that is so cool. So one thing that I am trying to help teachers understand is that it's it's really important to invest in your business and invest in systems, invest in software, in subscriptions that give you more freedom, save you time. I mean, so many teachers, they maybe they just started teaching out of high school and they just haven't been taught or they went and maybe they have their master's degree and they are teaching the way that their teacher taught them and running the business the way their their teachers ran their business. There aren't a lot of how to manage a studio business classes in college. And so a lot of these teachers come out going, I don't know what I'm doing. So what are your feelings on that? And and in having teachers raise their rates and and then they're able to spend more on themselves. Um, I think, it's critical out of self-respect. I mean, I'm going to teach music till I, I keel over. And the reason I do that is <laughs> I, get, I get paid well doing it and I love what I do. Right. Um, and the number one, like when I, I talk to providers every week and when I meet with them and hear about their businesses, the first time I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to charge a living rate. You should charge it. If you want to really attract a lot of clients, double your rates. You know, and my, the, my story I've told all the time is I was teaching for a long time, getting ready to start a family, and I was about to drop out and maybe go to law school, get an MBA, and a mentor Wow! Um, was like, Brandon, just double your rates. And I doubled my <laughs> rates, and six weeks later, I had a waiting list, and I've had a waiting list ever since. And it is the, you know, it's this thing that as a collective, music teachers should be respected. We are pillars of society. We are guides to people coming up. and. I mean, my, I have students that I taught when they were little kids that are 30 now. And I'm like, that's a successful human being that I was part of that life. Their parents are very happy they paid me to help be part of raising their kids. The people that I pay to raise my kids, I'm so thrilled to pay them and I respect them so much. Um, and I think that if I could, because the depressed music teacher or musician that's not getting paid, like that persona needs to go away. We're highly educated, deeply compassionate, expressive, creative. These are all the things parents want and we can deliver it. So if I, um, I mean, I have teachers that I've studied with that are famous that charge half of what I charge and I have twice as many lesson requests. And it's like, I've told them this, you know, and it's like, I'm a, you're an amazing teacher. You should do this. And they can't wrap their heads around the fact that they're worth more than $60 an hour. Right. Or what, you know, and it's like, I, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's the thing I'm most passionate about and I kind of get on my my little soapbox the most about when I talk to, especially like trained music teachers. I think it's, 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 it's hearing you say that, I'm realizing it's just the psychology that you charge more, you won't be able to get as many students, but you charge more and they, they believe you're worth more and you are worth more. <laughs> already and it's it's really amazing I love that you're talking about this because in the course and in the membership I talk about it all the time raise your rates charge what you're worth and and having teachers even look at what do you want to make a year 
okay, how many hours do you want to work a week? Like, do some math. How much do you need to charge to actually meet some of your financial goals and raise a family? Because they don't think about it like that. They think about it as what's, what are people charging in my area is the first thing they think of. And I don't think that that is accurate or something that they should even care about. <laughs> uh, 100% agree. Yes. <laughs> couldn't have said it better. And, I, and I, it's, it's fair that they would need support. Right. But I think over time, you know, people are going to figure that out. And, you know, it's one of those beautiful things that, yes, if you want to, the only reason you should see what people in your area are charging is to make sure you're charging more than them. Because perceived value is so powerful, is that people will look at three people and look at the most expensive one and think, I should probably study with that person. Right. And they do it. It works. That's how people often will, um, will gauge someone's you know, abilities, even if it's not, you know, necessarily true. But once you do it, suddenly you're paying yourself, you're feeling great about your work, your students are doing better, um, the parents start referring you because their kids are happy, that's all they care about, right? Then you've got a waiting list and you have to raise your rates again. I mean, it's, kind of, it's one of these things that works anywhere. And you know, we have a ton of data and the data is that there's not enough really great music teachers. Like, and there's just, there, there are not. For what's coming next, <laughs> we don't know what's oh. coming. We know that there are a lot of people that music takes personalized um, and, the, and the efficacy of music lessons is also becoming a human being, right? Not just watching a video on YouTube and learning how to play scales quickly, but um, the connection we have with music teachers is so important. Like, like think about your music teachers you had like at Berkeley or wherever you went and growing up and these are, these are critical. Um, so, you know, we feel like it's an undersaturated market that, you know, competition is not really it, one of the issues, and if anything, if I go into a new market and charge twice as much as anybody else, and I start getting all the students, and then they all raise their rates, that's cool. There's plenty because you know I don't try to teach everybody in Seattle. There's ten people I refer people to if they're a better fit. So it's kind of, it's a win-win for all of us if we up the game. Oh, I love it. Well, this is such great conversation. I feel like we could just talk about the business of music all day long. There's just a lot, there's a lot to dive into. And this entire month in our Facebook group and in our course that's or in the membership, that's what we're talking about is helping teachers kind of restructure their business because moving forward, they're going to be most likely they'll stay online and most likely they're, they're starting to do some marketing and reach outside their little area. So just another question about funds. What has been the response that you've had from music teachers or from really just anyone in your community about the software that you're providing? Um, you know, we've been around, you know, we officially launched about three years ago with, you know, one or two features, which you know, was basically to automate my studio. Um, and it's been great. You know, the, the demographic of music teachers, you know, especially if you look at like MTNA demographics, you know, they, they, they tend to skew in their 50s, right? They're not necessarily tech savvy by nature. That's changing. Um, and so at first, a lot of these ideas were like, no, what I wanted was to do the invoicing thing, but have it automated. Um, so I feel like any new technology takes time for people to adopt. Um, the thing we're most proud of is that many of the influencers, many of the teachers we really respect, um, and in all these verticals, these different little sub areas are using it and have taken to it um, and really proven that it's working. And three years of having them, you know, when you start out, you build a product and you think this is what I want it to be. And then customers come on, start using it. And you realize you need to also make 
this subscription thing and these packages thing. So at this point, much of our development and our feature release is based on what people ask for, which is really fun. So to answer your question, it's been amazing. You know, the community of amazing teachers that are using it and being like, why don't you guys do this? And be like, oh my gosh, why didn't we think of that? So it's become kind of a, a very community centric development process. Now where we release, we release probably four to five features every week, you know, little, little tweaks, little things to just be like, oh, that makes it easier or this lets me get paid faster or whatever. So I think it's been a really great, nice, slow snowball of growth. Oh, that's so great. It's, it's so true. When you, have, when you have people that are testing your product or testing your services, you often realize there's actually, there's so much more to implement and, and um, give that's different from what you might have started out with. I've noticed that with teachers that I coach and you, know, you, you see what's tr what is, I guess, trending among your audience. What do they need? It becomes very um, clear, I guess, because they all have the same problems. <laughs> Yeah, you know, to when COVID started, uh, we it became very immediate. We need to talk to we need to talk to um, Zoom because that was the platform we were enjoying the most for doing doing the online lessons. And we built into this integration uh, over the course of like two weeks. We stopped everything and we're like, okay, every appointment, like the notification that your client gets, um, the way the platform works is if you have a lesson, whatever your cancellation policy is, we want to automate that. So we send them a notification outside of your cancellation policy, right? And it's got the link. So your clients just click on the last email they got and it opens up the Zoom meeting, right? And, you know, little things like that to adapt to the moment that we're living in have been really helpful and important. And you kind of have to focus on those as they come up. So great. So tell us about where, well, first of all, teachers, for those watching under this video, we will link how you can get connected to funds and how you can try it out and see how it goes for your studio and really test its features, play around with it and download the app. And really, I think that's the best way to dive into it is without, I guess, we can't explain it all <laughs> in a video. Yeah, you know, the, the thing I would really encourage too is, um, you know, we have a, a team of people that are music teachers that have done this stuff, uh, that are really business savvy, that can sit down and we, we call it, it's a demo, but it's also a strategy call. It's like, hey, how do you want to do this? You know, because the platform is very flexible and setting it up appropriately for your business model and maybe getting some encouragements about some ideas to streamline your business model. It's a very great use of 30 minutes. So I really encourage people to jump on a call, awesome. get to know us, tell us about yourself. Let us show you how this might work. Um, that way you can know it's set up correctly. Thank you so much, Eric. Anything else you want to add for teachers? <laughs> no, it's just, it's great to be here. I love the work you're doing and I'm glad to talk with you. This is awesome. A huge thank you to Eric Branner for coming on the podcast with me. I absolutely loved hearing not only about what an amazing tool Fonz is for music teachers, but also the inspiration behind why he created it and how it is an essential tool for running a successful music studio. I'd love to recommend that you check out Fonz by clicking my specific link in the show notes or going to teachmusic.online forward slash Fonz. The Fonz team will be happy to give you a free demo and they're going to help you customize your payment settings for the needs of your studio. Also, if you sign up through my link, you'll get a $50 cash gift 
Yes, you heard that right. $50 cash gift deposited directly into your bank account when you become an active user of Fonz. It's an exclusive offer that's only available for teachers in the Teach Music Online community, and I can't wait for you to check it out. Again, that link is in the show notes or go to teachmusic.online forward slash Fonz. Thank you again for joining me today. I wish you the best week of teaching. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for a brand new episode every single Monday. Check out teachmusic.online to join us in the membership. Happy teaching.